Welcome to episode 147 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. So we're back again, folks, reviewing uh, some movies. We've got, this week we have Mission Impossible Fallout, which is their sixth go-around. Boy, talk about a franchise that that doesn't want to die. I mean, I I always think of like Fast and the Furious and and stuff like this, uh, but Mission Impossible... I mean, God, that started like over 22 years ago now. Um, wow. And it, it just, yeah, it just keeps going. And here's the weird thing, too. There was some, somebody put this post up. It made me laugh. But it showed Wilfred Brimley at like <coughs> at like 49 doing some movie or whatever. And like Tom Cruise is like, what, like three or four years older than Winf- Winf- uh, Winford Brimley or whatever his name is. And you look at Tom Cruise, the dude does not look his age. He looks young and it irritates me. So it's just it's it's just funny that uh, you know at the same age as that that other guy he looks the way he does. Uh, people were just like commenting on it, but anyway, he still well, does his sure, own. I'm pretty sure Cruz had a lot of plastic surgery. <laughs> There's no doubt that he did. Um, Wilford Brimley's like you know fuck you. <clears throat> you, know, you're not, you should be you should be looking like me right about now. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, all right. Let's get the boring stuff out of the way. Um, yes. Right off the bat, let's go to the uh, RT ratings. Uh, it's 97%. That's fucking high, which right? Which makes it one of the highest rated movies so far this year. And it's 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 280 total, 82 total reviews. That's a lot. It is a only, lot. Only eight rotten. Um, that is really high. And you would think that after, you know... I went to see this movie for two reasons, the rating and based on you told me it was like boss of the wall. Okay. Yeah. So you would think the rating would have driven in, you know, like another hundred million for the, for the weekend. Right. But it didn't. It's low. It's low. It was, but- uh, as of right now, it's, it's, it's at, uh, what? 83, 83 yeah, million. Over, over like, yeah, which is, it's almost been out for a week. Right. Which is so it's oh, low. Week today, actually. I, I, I have theories behind this. I think um I think America's kind of tired of Tom Cruise. Um I because Maybe. Well, here's the interesting thing is that he's he's had many, many hundred million dollar movies. This is this is the highest opening he's ever had in his entire career, which is weird. Um and this is also the highest rated uh, Mission Impossible. It's made the most money so far. I mean the list goes on and on and on. But but he's bigger overseas than he could ever be here. Like overseas, he's they, they love him so much. So those Mission Impossible movies have made a shit ton of money, but domestically they haven't. So I think he's still getting a lot of that fallout from what happened back with, in the day in the whole Katie, Scientology. Well, well that's Katie part Holmes. Of it. And then the, the, yeah, and then the Scientology thing afterwards. So I think I think people are still a little put off by him. But fuck, he makes. He make, like okay, so I'll just get right into the initial reaction. Okay, he is he's as close to like an American Jackie Chan as there's been ever. Yes, um, I think. I mean, he he's what fifty something years old now. Yeah, and he he's doing stunts and doing shit more now than he ever did when he was younger. It's cr- it's crazy the shit that he's doing now. He broke his ankle too on this movie, and you can see Which when it I, you can see when it happens. 
Which, which scene is it? Uh, when he jumps and he lands, uh, he he jumps between buildings and he just grabs onto the other building and he hauls himself up. He on the trailer you see when he breaks his ankle, his leg literally hits the building. But oh, okay. In in the movie, they edit it to where it just shows like just two cuts where like he jumps from the back and then it jumps and then it switches where he's like climbing up. So it doesn't it doesn't show him like hit the building from the side. Uh, okay. but, but that's where he breaks his ankle. Um, and there are some interesting things that happen on this shoot because the, the, the big thing that they've been asking the director was about the whole mustache thing, you know, the whole beard and mustache thing. Well, that's the ironic thing is, is the whole the ankle thing actually would have allowed them to would they already admit, basically they the timing the, was off though on that the timing right was but different. I mean they didn't know he was going to break his ankle but basically the director Henry Cavill just shows up one fucking day has a beard from the other movie from another a different movie shaves everything but the mustache and goes to the director what do you think and the director is like okay cool keep it in and that's well, literally a, the yeah the reason why they put it into the movie and. They actually tried. Uh, who is it? Paramount or Universal that does the Mission Impossible movies? Uh, it's it's Paramount, but it was the Paramount. director. It was the director that said to Warner Brothers, "Like we're, we'll do our best to to do. Well, like hey, yeah, we'll we'll stall they, our. They shoot were actually going to shut down. Yeah, yeah they were going to shut Paramount the movie down. Paramount didn't want to do that, which no. I understand too. Yeah, because they wanted to hit the release date. So the director was trying to to be accommodating, and you know, but it. But what's funny is. You know, they told him no. Sorry, you're going to have to CG that off. And then Cruz breaks his fucking ankle and they stop for six weeks anyway. Right. $3 million. Which kind of blows. $3 million not, it costs to remove, not, digitally remove that shit. Not, let, let, and the other part of that is, I mean, this is a Mission Impossible review, but uh, the mustache would not have saved the movie. It just, it just it makes it even more infamous. Like, it, like that movie doesn't have enough problems. Henry Cavill looks like he got fucking punched in the mouth. Yeah, um, he, uh, he didn't he. So he he chose the mustache and beard thing or light beard because he wanted to distinguish himself different from Superman. Uh, right, and and I, I liked him in this movie. Um, I know we got a little sidetracked. Yeah, um, but you know, with the whole mustache thing. But I, I liked him in this movie. This movie has gigantic, amazing set pieces. And there's no doubt there's it's crews in you know seventy to eighty percent of the the major action in this movie. There's a couple scenes where like he's riding the motorcycle and you can see that they CG'd his face onto it. Yeah. But even then, that entire thirty the last thirty five minutes of the movie is basically him. You know, I'm yeah. sure they CG'd some wire out of there, but that's really him hanging from the fucking helicopter, crazy, which is crazy. Man. Each so, each, uh, um, each movie, he just keeps one upping the stunts. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the action is just crazy, and that's what I mean. I don't understand. It, it has to be that American audiences are still put off by Tom Cruise because there's well, no reason why this movie shouldn't be 150 million dollar weekend. No, it. You know, the the first movie was. I don't know if you go back and watch it. It's it's good, but it's so it, it's really confusing and kind of convoluted and all that. And then the second movie was like. Just Straight hey, look action. at hey, just hey, look at me. It was just Tom Cruise all the time, the whole thing. Well, and it, was, then, it was a it was a John Woo film too. It was John, so right? It was beautifully shot. And then you had the third one, which J.J. Abrams came in, and he was really big with with Alias, and so he knew how to put a team together. So it focused on the team, and I love that movie, but it did poorly because 
that's what he did the whole jump up and down on the couch thing and it right. ruined the box office. And I, I kept telling people, I'm like, dude, this movie is awesome. Like, you right, gotta go because, see this movie. But exactly, nobody... because Abrams <clears throat> actually knew how to do not just in the ensemble, but he also knew how to write a spy thriller. Yes. And, and film it that way. And that was a very it was a very good story. It was good, but but the next movie after that, Ghost Protocol, was even better. And that was I, Brad Bird, I believe, right? Yeah, Brad Bird directed. I fucking love that movie. And then Rogue Nation was kind of a step back, but still pretty good. Yeah. And and this movie just just said fuck all and just. But there's you know, really no horrible like even the John Woo one. Like I I I, I liked the first one. I liked uh, a lot of the things of how they tried. Like I love heist movies and basically Mission Impossible usually is a heist. How they try to figure shit out and outsmart the other person, you know. So I I, I love I love the premise but, of Mission Impossible. But but here's what what bugged me about the first movie. I the beginning I loved the team. I really loved the team and they killed him off like right away. And so the very I, first one you're talking about? Y- yeah, cuz I always felt that they should have like killed them all off like toward the end or some shit or in the middle you know that kind of because the whole dynamic at the beginning i was like oh i really love this and then once it was just crews running around cat and mouse thing it the movie was really uh, boring you know until I, the I, end kind of i kind of did like that i kind of like the fact that like because i had no idea what and this is kind of before the internet too i had no idea what they were going to do and anything like that and when they killed off the entire team i was like oh fuck you know i had no, i didn't have a problem with ethan hunt being the the main catalyst because he was the one that was trying to be framed anyway so that made complete sense yeah but if you if you take a step back it's like every movie is being framed for fucking something (laughs) every movie's going on the run it's like it's like every season 24 like you need to believe jack bauer whatever he's saying right now believe him and you won't need a whole day and then in this it's like how many times are you going to think that hunt is the terrorist but they did by now it's kind of like knock it off they did do a fake out though. Like they, they did. I see. The thing is, is like when you watch these Mission Impossible movies, I, I have to tell you this. When I'm watching this movie, I predicted everything that was going to happen because I've seen the previous ones. I they always do a sleight of hand, so you look right. this way and then they do something else. But I still fucking loved it. It didn't matter. I was like, oh, they're going to do this with the mask, right? And you then it happened. Knew the mask was going to play a yeah. part when. When, uh, especially when Henry Cowell in the very beginning of the movie is like, nobody falls for this shit, do they? Yeah, like, seriously, yeah. This is stupid. I'm like, well, you're gonna fall for it. <laughs> like, I, I just knew right then and there when he said that. I'm like, oh, you're gonna fall for it, and you're yeah. Gonna and he does it. hook, line, and sinker. I right. Mean, and then he figured it out. He's like, oh shit, they got me. <laughs> but he was really good in it though. So like when it finally, I'm... when it actually happened, it didn't matter because what's his face coming out of it? Simon Pegg was great coming out of the that part. And had that little bet with Ving Rames or whatever. Oh, you know? right, right. Um, and then, uh, is it Ving Rames? Yes. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, and then you saw, like, Cavill finally loses cool. And I'm thinking, you know what this movie also did to me? It, it pissed me off. Because yeah. Because the kid can, the guy can act. Well, and I'm just funny glad is that looking, someone... It, what's really funny is, is like, we grew we we're, me and you grew up in a time where Tom Cruise was, like, the sexiest man alive. And, right. And and then he stands next to Cavill, and Cavill's like six foot. Three. He's fucking Superman. Cavill is Superman, right? And he's just fucking gigantic, even more chiseled than like Tom Cruise and shit like that. Like <laughs> Henry Cavill looks like a Greek god next to like Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise used to be the it guy. 
You know, so like when they're standing on screen at the same time, I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, look, here's the past and here's the future. <laughs> <laughs> and at the, at the very end, like we'll just jump to the end really fast, but like the 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 fight between the, the two of them because um, spoilers by the way Henry Cavill oh. is bad very bad <laughs> yeah. he's part of the syndicate that they that that group that they uh, talk about in Rogue Nation I think uh, well, usually what happens what usually what happens in a Mission Impossible is it, it's like the it's like the uh, what the red shirt whoever the new guy it's like an episode of Law and Order right whoever the new famous guy is. That's usually the bad guy in Mission Impossible. <laughs> right. It's never going to be Simon Pegg. It's never going to be Ethan Hunt. It's never going to be Ving Rhames. And it's never going to be the good girl that they've already established as the good girl. Oh, Rebecca, Rebecca Ferguson. I love right. how they brought her back. That was awesome. So it's it's always like that. I mean, like you said, there's a formula that they follow, and you know it's coming. But I'm still watching this like, oh, this is fucking good. Yeah. The, the whole car chase scene. There's oh parts of this movie where there's no music. Yeah, there's no music, and that's like an old school way of doing it. Like, um, it makes you I lean in. Just watch Godfather. Yeah. Well, I just watched Godfather, and you immerse yourself. And like, there was a few times I pulled myself back. I'm like, oh fuck, there's no music here. It's just all sound effects. Like, like the, uh, you know, they're they're being chased through Paris. I think it is, and and the whole helicopter scene. There's no music going on whatsoever. Yeah, one and of it my just favorite, really engulfs you in the scenes. One of my favorite scenes that does that is the Fellowship of the Ring when they're fighting um, in Mort and uh, under the mountain. What the hell? The the dwarfs, uh, the dwarfs village, the the mines of Moria. That's what it is. Right, There's right, like right. a whole scene where they just they, they cut the music and you just hear grunting and fighting and and you lean it's when you they're lean in that in. little room, right? Yeah, you fucking lean in and you're just like, oh my god, what's happening? And you forget, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you're like, oh, there's no music here. This is weird. <laughs> uh, this movie's just fucking rad. It's it's also like um, this is why we go to the movies in the summertime. This is like a total popcorn summertime movie uh, where you can shut your brain off to a certain amount, but you also really need to pay attention. So it's right. just the right formula for this kind of uh, this kind of a movie, and they did it. I don't know, man. They, they they did it better this time that they've ever had before. And and adding Henry Cavill in it was genius because the guy is formidable. You know, they actually gave Ethan like a formidable guy, like basically uh, bulky and fight wise. And then the the other guy was kind of his Moriarty, very smart, always a right. step ahead of him. So it was fucking awesome. And and they gave. Everybody, something to do, especially at the end. They had three different things going on at the same time. They had like someone trying to defuse a bomb, and he's trying to get the detonator, and the and the girl and Benji are trying to find the other bomb, and oh, it was fucking awesome. And it was like I was on the edge of my seat. I'm like, I know they're going to get out of this, but how the fuck are they going to do this? Like, how is yeah, Ethan going to how is Ethan going to get that detonator? It's on a helicopter ahead of him. And he barely right, even knows how to fly a helicopter. <laughs> that's, what I was, that's, that's the thing about this movie is, or, or most of these uh, Mission Impossible movies is they present like an impossible scenario, which is basically Mission Impossible, right? Right, right. It's an impossible scenario. And I spend the entire movie trying to figure out how they're going to get out of this impossible scenario. There's a few times where you're, you know, you can foreshadow what's going on, like the whole Henry Cavill mass thing. And the you know they're gonna get the you know they're gonna cut the wire at one or two, right? Um, you, right. Um, you know they're gonna survive. You know Ethan's not the one that's that's the fucking traitor. You know, you know all these things going on. But then within the movie, there's things where you're just like, how the fuck are they gonna pull this off? Every time, yeah. how are you gonna pull this off? 
You know, it just <laughs> and it just it keeps getting better. Like they find great ways to do it. And I will say this, like based on this franchise and Fast and the Furious franchise, I have no idea why this franchise isn't bigger and better. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the problem, like I'm gonna I'm gonna skip really far ahead because we can do whatever the fuck we want. It's our show. So <laughs> I think there. I don't think there's a major problem with this movie. I was trying to watch this movie. I I really liked and loved every minute of it. There's nothing wrong with the plot. There's nothing wrong with the acting and the the set pieces. Everything is great in this movie. Ninety seven percent is deserved. But I didn't fucking love it. Yeah. I don't know why. I cannot pinpoint why I didn't walk out of that theater like that was the best movie I've seen all year. Um, it's, it, it has to do with the, if this was the first mission impossible you ever saw, you'd fucking blow a wad on the ground, but it's the sixth one you've seen. So it's just more of the yeah, same. But still, I mean, it's I've fun. Gone the, through, look, look, the movie I've gone is through fun. Like how many Marvel movies and every time I fucking walk out of the theater, like thoroughly entertained, I was not as entertained in this movie as I was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I have no fucking idea why That's everything because about Ant- this movie Everything about this movie says this movie should, like, I should just love the shit out of this movie. But I don't, and I don't know why. Uh, I, I kind of know why. Because, and it's hard to kind of quantify or talk about, really. But, like, I, I put myself back in 1996 when there was, like, a slew of movies like Con Air and, like, fucking Mission Impossible 1. And it was a Twister. You saw something different in every movie. Every one of those movies are fucking cheese factor, but they're super good and fun. Okay, we're six movies in. Like Ant-Man and the Wasp is different than Iron Man, which is different than Captain America, which is different than Thor. It's this movie is it's exactly like the movies that have come before it. They have a formula, but it's the team aspect. It's just fun. It's not it's not uh, rocket science or whatever. It's not Oscar worthy or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's not Lord of the Rings where I'm going to watch it every year, you know, because I love those films. It's just it stands apart. It's kind of a sleeper hit. If you if you will, it, it's I mean, in, in a couple of weeks, you're going to forget about it. You know, you might someone might go yeah, like, I mean, that was the other problem I had with this movie was trying to figure out like who that woman was and what her storyline was from the previous movie, because I I do watch these and just forget them. I haven't gone back and watched Ghost Protocol, even though I knew after I watched it, that was like my favorite one by far. Yeah. But I can yeah. tell you I can tell you three things that happened. I remember the car park. And that might be it. <laughs> I, I get oh, him mixed running up. Through the, him running through the the, the sandstorm. The sandstorm. I, get, I get I get the two mixed up. I get Rogue and Nation Jeremy and, Renner is in that one. He's in both. Okay, well, he I remember him in Ghost Protocol being in the hotel room. Yeah, that that and was then, Ghost Protocol, and then, and then Rogue the, Nation. He was just that's a suit. the suit too. Yeah, that's the only three things I remember from that movie. But but that's I, so I, I should love these movies. But I mean, we just did Die Hard. And I right. got a bigger kick watching Die Hard than I did watching this movie. And if you watch <laughs> both movies, if these both movies came out at the same time, this would be the classic. Right, right. Because there's shit in this movie that I've never seen before, but I was still at the same time like, cool. It's the, it's just badass. it's just the fact that you've seen so much. You know, it's it's my like, biggest cheer in this movie where I was like, oh fuck, that was badass. Was when Henry Cavill threw that guy through the fucking mirror. 
Oh, dude, when that, the, the that fight in the bathroom is awesome because that guy kicked their fucking asses and they're and he's just standing and then he makes that stance where he's just standing yeah. there like like come at me, bro, like come on, bitch, and they're both all hurt and shit. I but love. Can that. you believe in a movie where Tom Cruise is flying his own helicopter and? There's all these gorgeous set pieces and, and all the chase scenes and all the vehicle chases and all that shit. My favorite scene was Henry Cavill sim- or his stunt double simply just throwing another guy through a fucking mirror. I'm telling that was my you, favorite part. I'm telling you, like when I watch the, the trailer and you see Cavill like take off his jacket and he just like he just like puts his arms down and he puts him up in the fighting position. I was like, holy shit, I wouldn't want that guy coming at me. He'd fuck me you don't up. Realize, you, know? you don't realize how big he is because, like, you know, <laughs> Gal Gadot is – even Gal Gadot in Justice League is very tall, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, ben, all ben those Affleck's people are big. Too. But yeah. when you put him next to Tom Cruise, you're like, Jesus Christ, that's fucking Superman. There's, like, no yeah, doubt. and that's, that that's what Superman. I like because I, I thought at the end, I'm like, there's no way Tom Cruise is going to fight this guy. In oh, he – oh, He'd yeah. I mean, the, there's up. no way there would be, like, a John Woo fight, like, from the second movie. No, I know. But yeah. he dies in a pretty horrific way. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. it's <laughs> pretty funny, Well, first he, burn, he burns his fucking face off like, you know, Spider-Man yeah. did. And then well, – uh, Right, right. Oh, no, was, uh, that was uh, – God, that was messed up. That was, uh, what's his, it was Harry, Harry, Harry Osborne. Osborne. yeah, gets his yeah, face Yeah, he burned. got all Harry Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he dies in a really bad way. on his face. God, that, that hook hits him right in the face. I, I, that's where I, I yelled out, oh shit, like really loud. Yeah, that was, that was another scene where I was, but it was like CG'd, you know? Yeah. Obviously, like, obviously it had to be. It was still pretty badass scene. Yeah, and they showed him fall the whole way down. Like the yeah. helicopter blew up and then he, you know, oh, fell God. in the flames. I was like, that's, that's, not, so. that's not Superman anymore. <laughs> it's like, I think he's dead. It's more like George Reeves now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I half expected him to fly out of there. He's like, ah. <laughs> That's it. I've had it. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah, enough is enough. I cannot <laughs> yeah. be I cannot be killed. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, end it. <laughs> IMF is over. I am <laughs> I know IMF how many is... t- Yeah, I, it was cool because there was a scene where he's he's talking to um Jesus, another awesome performance too, Angela Bassett. I fucking love these women, man. Um, she's, she's so tough, but she, he's telling her, he's like, dude, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to frame him and here's why. And he's just like, they've, they've fucked him over. They messed with his family that fucking, you know, all this stuff. And he's just like, they're going to believe that he, you know, that he went against IMF. They're going to believe it. Right. <laughs> and I'm listening to him. I'm like, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it did. It made total sense. <laughs> or Tom Cruise is just like, fuck this. I'm going to go rogue. I'm going to go well, bad. Well, this is the thing. It's like everything in this movie, that on a, on a very first only viewing, like I haven't seen it a second time. I probably won't see it a second time like every other Mission Impossible. But on a first viewing, there's nothing that I can say like, Wow, that was really that was really stupid what they just did. Yeah, you know, like glaringly stupid. Like I don't like I don't know. Like just and they, I, I I like this movie because they did some callbacks too. Because like in Mission Impossible Three, he's you know engaged to that girl, and then of course at the end, you know, he, she almost dies, and then okay. in the and then years later, Ghost Protocol, 
he's they're not together. And then like at the very end of the movie, he's like looking at her from with binoculars from far away. And you're like, oh, cool. Like, OK. And and then Jeremy Renner's character was supposed to be the one on detail watching her when she supposedly got killed. But they they faked her death. You know, they wanted to fake it so that they wouldn't go after her anymore. So I really dug I really like this movie because they bring her back and in a really cool way. She just shows up and you're like, at first I was like, what the fuck is she doing here? Come on. And then you find right. out that, that that dude masterminded that. He really wanted to stick it to Ethan, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's really like, it like, you know, it's going to be a nuclear bomb here. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> There's nothing you can yeah, do. Yeah, the, the only thing that he didn't do to, like, fuck with him is have, like, John Voight's face painted all over the houses. <laughs> His head, his head in yeah. his bed. <laughs> yeah, like just didn't fuck with him the whole time. <laughs> Fandy Newton dead in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> they like, yeah. like they go and get like every chick he ever boned, and just like and just, <laughs> that'd be horrible. He's like, that's what pretty the funny. Hell? Where where Ving Rhames is th- giving that speech, and he's like, I've only seen uh, Ethan love two women or something like that. Oh yeah, and I was like. Hey, what happened to the black chick from the second movie? <laughs> he, he didn't love her. <laughs> he didn't love her. That was, uh, that was just a just a massive booty call. It was a rebound. <laughs> rebound. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! That's uh, horrible. That's horrible. But. Uh, yeah. Anyway, was... there there is no reason to not love this movie, but I fucking can't love it. I, it's I don't know why this is like worse than when I said I can't give Finding Dory five stars because it didn't make me cry. <laughs> you're asking for way too much. Yeah, I'm you're asking, asking for, for like I don't even know what it is. Like I mean, dude, all... dude, like Tom Cruise is like putting it, literally putting his life on the fucking line, and I'm like, what else you got? He's like, where's your infinity gauntlet? You you didn't tickle my balls. (laughs) Where's your infinity gauntlet? I want to know where that is. Right. Do you have a cape? Do you have a lightsaber? Yeah. Maybe if you had like a lightsaber or a cape or something, I'd be like, all right, now I'm in. Now you got got your five stars. He's lost it. (laughs) Oh, fuck, there's a couch again. (laughs) Yeah, the Rotten rotten Tomatoes would be like 30%. I'd be like, what's wrong with everybody? What's wrong with everybody? This movie's fucking awesome. He's jumping up and down on a couch with a cape and a lightsaber. Literally, he's wearing wearing Superman underoos and he's got a fucking lightsaber. This is fucking amazing. And he's sliding on the floor. Yeah. (laughs) With music playing. He's like preaching preaching Scientology into the hilt of the lightsaber. <laughs> there's a scene in it where he like decapitates Leah Remini. Like, there's, a, there's a scene. There's a scene where it's like uh, it's like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, but instead of that like skull figure that's lowering him into the lava pit, it's a picture of L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> he sticks his hand through the heart of Leah Remini and pulls it out. And like, shoves her in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's L. Ron Hubbard. Everybody's like chanting L. Ron Hubbard's name. Only they're not chanting like in like. You know, they're not chanting some ancient language because Scientology was created in, like, the 20th century. <laughs> so they're, they're chanting, L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> like, Battlefield Earth. Battlefield <laughs> Earth. There's movie posters of Battlefield Earth leading to the dungeon. John Travolta's there, like, holding the skull with the... With John Travolta's the, the one lowering her in. Kali Ma. <laughs> <laughs> 
everybody's like, what the fuck is Travolta What saying? is going on? This mission, <laughs> this mission turned weird. That'd be a great movie. Everybody's like, I'm, and then I would give it five stars. <laughs> yeah, why is it? Why is it a five percent? This movie is amazing. Like, like it was, uh, like it was okay. Break, like once they once they take Leah Remini's heart and it burns <laughs> in Tom Cruise's hands, Goose comes back <laughs> from the dead, <laughs> and that's He's how you get chanting top, Kali Ma, that's, yeah. that's the that's the end credit scene to get to Top Gun Two. <laughs> Like, holy shit, this is amazing. This is the greatest end credit scene fucking ever. Ever. I'm gonna ever. Pay this my, is amazing. I'm gonna go I'm gonna watch the movie again right now. And Tom Cruise isn't dressed like Ethan Hunt. He's, he's dressed like he is in risky business. It's like completely out of place. He's just got white socks on and a t shirt or button and sunglasses. Shirt. And sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> like why? What are you doing? He's like sliding across the floor. He's like bring Leah Remini in. And the beginning of Top Gun Two is uh, is uh, where Tom Cruise calls Goose on the phone, and he's like in bed, like in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He's trying to get him out of bed. He's <laughs> <laughs> so He's like, I don't want. He's like, I know there's a war going on, but I, like, I don't want to. I don't want to go to. He just came back today. from the dead. <laughs> Can just, give me just a came few back weeks? from the dead. Can you? I don't, I don't think I could fly a jet right now. <laughs> you just you just brought me back from the dead from the king and queen's wife's heart. So can you uh, give me a few minutes? Yeah, I've been dead for like over thirty years, man. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, it's I'm, been a long I'm, time. Was eighty five for Top Gun? <laughs> just like, yeah, no, eighty six. And he comes back from the dead, and he sees Meg Ryan. He's like, "Who are you? What happened?" <laughs> and it's like uh, <laughs> instead of instead of them driving the Ferrari from Fierce Bueller's Day Off. They drive uh, a Daytona car, like from Days of Thunder. <laughs> Days of Thunder. <laughs> They're like, okay, for Mission Impossible Six, this is what I'm going to pitch you. I it's I I've been in this many, I've been in this how business. Many more Tom Cruise movies we can put in this. <laughs> I've been in this business for 35 years, and I I want to put. Oh my god! I, I can't believe I, I didn't picture. I, I I cannot believe I didn't picture this. So. After they pray to L. Ron Hubbard, right? And the, <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard comes back. They're back in the dungeon at some point in Top Gun 2. Right? And then it's revealed that Satan from... Oh, fuck. What's that movie? Legend. From Tom Cruise's that movie, Legend? <laughs> <laughs> he shows up. He's Dr. Evil. He's, <laughs> like, he's just like, hello. <laughs> he's, sitting, he's sitting in Dr. Evil's chair. He barely fits in it. Right. It's Tim Curry. He's fucking old as shit. We're like, what the fuck is going on? What is going on? It's Pennywise. <laughs> old, old Pennywise. They're just mashing all these genres together. Like, we need to, like, Tom Cruise's star is fading. We need, we need to boost ratings to this fucking movie. Let's buy yeah, up every point, property. At some point, he's like the only white guy in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason whatsoever. They're like the last Jedi is all Stallone movies. Now it's like, how did you get? <laughs> how did Tom Cruise get into Japan? And like, you see him with his uh, motorcycle from Top Gun. That's how he got there, right? <laughs> Just... But he's in Japanese shit. He's in samurai outfit. Oh God, for the last samurai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the human head is eight pounds. Motorcycle. Show me the he's money. Riding, <laughs> he's, he's riding that motorcycle and he's doing that fist pump that he does in that one montage. <laughs> but he's in samurai outfit. 
He's listening to Free Falling and smacking the, well, that's... the, the handlebars. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to get Cuba Gooding Jr. to like make sure that he can pilot the F F twenty four, whatever plane they use. And then like he he wakes up out of this horrible dream and laying next to him is Cameron Diaz and he's like, Oh fuck, I'm in vanilla sky this whole Yeah, time. but then he but he also has no legs. <laughs> like from Born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> Because he lost, because he lost him, he lost him in the horrible samurai <laughs> on his last, motorcycle last, accident. On his last mission, yeah, yeah, on his samurai motorcycle accident, he was trying to <laughs> jump the Great Wall of China like some Matt Damon guy, the only like white guy in China, evil. yeah, and loses both of his legs, and that's why he wakes up with no legs and a beard. <laughs> Or doesn't he have Fu Manchu, right, or something like that? Something like in that. In that movie. <laughs> and then they, they, they call him, and they're just like, we need you. You need to get some legs on. And so he gets some legs on, and then he goes back to, like, it's this whole montage of him trying to, like, figure out how to walk and, like, how to r- fly a jet again. And <laughs> at the very end, he finally, like, is able to fly the jet, and he gets into battle. And Well, then, then the whole thing resets because it's Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> he wakes up and it's he wakes up and it's like 1984 Top Gun. Over and over he goes all over, it over again. again. He has to do it all over again. Leah Remini's not even Leah Remini's still on Who's the Boss. <laughs> oh my god! Oh shit! Scientology wasn't even invented yet. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Cruise was still cool. Uh, He didn't jump on a couch. (laughs) He doesn't own a couch. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oprah's not even Oprah yet. (laughs) And then this time he saves Goose, but he gets captured. He gets captured now. He doesn't do with his saving. He just he gets captured by the enemy, and then like he plays the Jack Nicholson part from <laughs> A Few Good Men, <laughs> and then it's it's Tim Curry Satan playing Tom Cruise's character. <laughs> like Goose gets beat up with bars of soap. He's asking he's him like, like, he's asking him like the, for, Satan's asking Tom Cruise for the truth. <laughs> Did you order the code red on Goose? Did you order the code red on Goose? You fucking saved him only to beat him over the bar of soap, and he died. Like, good job, you fucking asshole. Uh, I'm running out of movies. <laughs> running out of movies. He's done a lot of movies. Jesus. I know. Shit. Or then, like, the third movie would be, because he, he, it's Edge of Tomorrow every after every credit scene, and in the third movie he wakes up, and he can he uh, he wakes up and he foresees his his own crime. Like in my <laughs> every time he wakes up, he hears like the, every time he the, wakes up, he starts in a different Tom Cruise. Movie. He hears the hears <laughs> it <laughs> with the Sonny and Cher song playing every time. <laughs> 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 yeah. Fucking where's Bill Murray? <clears throat> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that'd be funny if all the Tom Cruise movies, every single one of them, came out on Groundhog Day. So we just fucking we just ranted longer than the review. <laughs> we Groundhog Dayed him. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to uh let's go <laughs> let's go anyway, this movie's good. Uh diversity ratings. Our, uh, yeah, it's Casper is fucked. Um it's Casper well, is fucked. 
He well, other than Ving Rhames, yeah, it, it's, it's yeah, it's but like white. he's yeah, he's he's utilized very little. So is Angela Bassett, but they're both good. But I feel like Ving Rhames at this point is just like he, I swear to God, out of his mouth sometimes he's just like, "Yes, Master Sir." Like I swear to God, I'm just like, like from uh, Green Mile, the guy Green, from Green Mile, Mile, yeah. But that's Michael just Clark the way he talks. Duncan. No, no, yeah. no, just the way he talks. Exactly. I, I'm always like, "Come on, man! Like, give him something more to do." This guy's like fucking part of your team since day one. They did like give him that really cool speech uh, about the two two women, and then I like his interaction between him and uh, whatever her name was. Oh, Monaghan. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like that, too. Uh, it just bothers me because how many fucking times did he leave the van and have a gun in his face? Like, that's happened in, like, every movie. You know? Yeah. They get more stuff for Benji to do. I, I think he like. even got like caught twice in this movie. <laughs> like, fuck, man! You're not a good van guy. <laughs> yeah, like the whole point is that you stay safe in the fucking van. Right, clearly right. You need to clearly you need to lock the fucking door. <laughs> you need you, you need Tom Arnold. <laughs> yeah. He's a better guy in the van than you. <laughs> so yeah, I would say it's pretty Casper for me too. Um, and I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it four. I'll give it four. Uh, Chainsaws. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I didn't. I wasn't in love with it, but I, I really, really, really enjoyed it, and it had a good time. Um, I, I'd give it four lightsabers too, but I, I should be giving it five. I just fucking don't know what the hell. I, I don't understand it. There's no reason if you like action movies and you like a good, you know, spy thriller type action movie, you're gonna love this movie. I just can't. I don't know why I can't give it five stars. I'm, like, I'm telling you, it's because it's, this number, is, it's number six. If it was number it, one, it'd be a different story. You'd be like, this I mean, is fucking cool. A- Action-wise, like this movie is so much better than any of the new James Bond movies. Yeah. And the story is way better than over half of the James Bond stories. They really the need to hire anyway. this guy. They need to hire this guy, Macquarie, to, um, this guy is so, to do this movie is the James really Bond good. movie. Yeah, I just, I just wish, I, 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 like I said, four lightsabers, but it should be five. I just don't know why. Here's the other crazy thing that I learned about this movie, real quick, is that they, when they started filming this thing, they only had 33 pages of script written, so they were writing it as they were going, and they were doing all these, they were trying different things. Like, well, there is point, a, there is a rumor that Tom Cruise like has his he, own writing team. Yes. And he um, wanted and to go to beef he, up his own rule. Um, he roles. wanted to go. He wanted to go dark with this thing, but they pulled back. Like there was a part in it where he would have been John Lark, like even longer than he was, oh, and, okay. and actually go through and do all this like shady shit, kill kill people. You know, this stuff movie's like long that. too, but it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't. No, it's so fun. It, it just goes from huge set piece to the set piece, and that but last it's not set, like it's not like the Matrix. It's not. No, like that. no, you don't really. It's not. It's not forced. Yeah, you can smell it in the Matrix like it's about to come, you know. And, and they, well, they just in the second it. and third, in the second and third movie, you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first the, one's still the first one's still good, but you know the, the set pieces are just gigantic and the action pieces are long as hell, but you don't feel like it's forced and you're just engulfed in it. Yeah, and then the other thing that they took out was that him and the the one chick, uh, the spy girl, they they kiss or something like that, but they took it out. Because of, well, obvious reasons, because uh, if you watch the movie, which you should have, the spoiler is like, you know, he sees his ex-wife or fiance or whatever for the first time in a long time. And they share like this intimate moment and all that stuff. And then other the new girls kind of just standing there. So they wanted to create some sort of tension or something. But at the same time, they don't want to give away 
I don't know. Maybe they're playing the long game on their romance. I don't know, but maybe. I think that's the that's the second woman I think that he's ever loved. So, well, she, isn't she, <coughs> isn't she in like her twenties or early thirties? Rebecca woman? Ferguson. I think she's in her thirties. Yeah, she's awesome. She's going to be. I I thought she was going to be an it, but it's Jessica Chastain that's going to play the the girl as an adult. But she's I I like this actress, and she's going to be in some. She's going to be in the new Men in Black spinoff with. Chris Helmsworth and Tessa Thompson. So I look forward to seeing more stuff from her. She's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's some interesting things about this movie. Uh, there's some facts and the things out there you can go look up online. I just thought that was kind of cool that they literally only had 33 pages long and they had to, like, figure out the movie as they went along. So it was it was interesting. And, and how cool, how good this movie is. It's really hard to believe that that's how they put it together, but that's how they did it. So, but whatever. I think she's, it's the best. She's 35. Okay. So he's like about 20 years older than she is. 24, so. and I have a problem with it. And, that, and this is why I had a problem with it, because with everything going on in the real world and how you, like shit's just unrealistic. Yeah. I'm not saying that a, a good-looking guy like Tom Cruise can get somebody that much younger than him, but it, it looked... He didn't look like he doesn't look like he's fifty. Would I say fifty four? Yeah. Would I say fifty something? He doesn't look. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's fifties, <clears throat> but he looks old. Looks way older than she does, and it 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 just looking at her, it just seemed off to me. Especially with the other one too, with uh, Moynihan. I think is her name. Yeah, yeah. She has a very young face. I think she's actually older than the other woman, but I'm not sure. Michelle yeah. Moynihan. Yeah, Michelle. Let's see, Rebecca Ferguson. You got to see it. Yeah, a Michelle show. Moynihan is older than me. She's in her forties. Yes, yes. So, so even then, Michelle Moynihan still has a very young-looking, childlike face, you know, which is right. good. Right. Um, but next to Cruz, like he he doesn't look like he's in his fifties, but he looks like he's older. You know what I mean? It just looks weird yeah. to me. And yeah. it's it's kind of like the whole thing where you're like you were you were pitching Richard Gere and Julia Roberts to fall in love, and they're like, you know, however many years apart, you know. And it was okay <laughs> back then, but now it's like it looks a little weird, you know. As yeah. I've gotten older, it just looks weird. So, yeah, anyway. they they kind of need to stop doing that. That was a huge deal, like in the in the '90s too, or the, even the year 2000s. They they'd always have like a really old actor and someone half their yeah, age. Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt. Like, how the fuck does that happen? <laughs> yeah, or like Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh like, yeah, whoa. like that's even holy worse. Crap, yeah, like that could be your grandpa. You know? <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> now, if you get a chance, watch something called The White Queen with uh, Rebecca Ferguson. It's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> anyway, that's anyway. Basically, that's basically our review. That's our review of Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, we probably have some more reviews coming up and other, you know, goodness um, and some hopefully some interesting and cool news later on. Maybe some cool interviews coming up, but that's all we can say about that. So anyway, that was uh, episode 147 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later. <laughs>